gentlemen, welcome to Random Shots, our podcast of four lifelong friends just sitting there and talking a lot of random stuff. I am your quarter host of Rowdy. Uh, you can reach me at uh, the X Sphere at uh, at Rowdy Night and everywhere else at Rowdy Night as well. So, well, and I hope you have a monstrous good time. Uh, during this podcast, uh, this is Indy, the one, the only, the Indy. Reach me at during dragoonedtwitter.com. To those people, you're on top of that. <laughs> and I'm your third quarter host. My name is Tony. You can find me on the X Sphere at Ampa44. That's A N T B A 4 4. And I am your fourth quarter host. You can find me on Twitter at X at Max Mages. You can find me on Facebook. Good luck. Find the podcast at Our Shots Podcast. Andy, what's the website they can go to to listen to our show? Head on over to random-shots.net uh, to get the details, the beats on us and each and every episode. Uh, also, just search for uh, Random Shots in your favorite podcast app and subscribe to us. Um, the other week, uh, Jerry mentioned that he uses the Amazon podcast app. So I uh, today I just submitted us to be on Amazon podcast app in Audible. So look for us there. We weren't there until just recently. So welcome, Audible uh, subscribers and all that. All right. Very cool. Thanks for doing that. That's yeah. awesome. Right. <laughs> We're taking over the world. You're excited about it. One pod catcher at a time. That's right. <laughs> Like pee in the brain. All right, thank you so much for for joining us uh, tonight. We'll be doing our top shelf. We'll be reaching up to the top shelf, pulling down our top three favorite monsters of all time. Watch out! It's gonna uh, be a scary guys, one. Oh yeah! Watch you guys know this actually led to a weird kind of philosophical conversation this week. Because I was talking about what some of my options were, and there is a certain serial killer, fictional, that I really wanted to use, but because of who he targets, to me that felt more like anti-hero, so I asked an opinion of a friend of mine, and we got into a conversation about what makes somebody a monster. And now part of the reason this conversation came up is because I didn't want to overlap with with anybody if I could avoid it. Um, so I didn't want to really go after straight up mainstream monsters and Indy's choices are so weird that um, they're cool and I wouldn't have to worry about overlapping with them. But we got to talking about what makes a monster a monster. And I was told that uh, somebody who's evil for the sake of being evil is technically a monster. I think a monster is whatever you think of yeah. as a monster. Indy put in the... In the uh Free notes. Pick what whatever you feel like is a is a monster. So, right. I mean, I don't think any. I think it's safe to say nobody picked this. But but if you're choosing like one of the monsters from Sesame Street, like Elmo, I, you know you can't. <laughs> that, that was close, actually. Oh my no, gosh, that was definitely an honor, not Elmo, but some okay. of them. Okay. Some of them were honorable mentions on my part here. I'm <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not. All right. Right? That that was Brayden's choice of 
Forget I said that. <laughs> it may be a pick. <laughs> All right. But before we reach up to the top shelf, we'd like to bring you some random news. Uh, that's right. It's our rapid reel shots. Is that what it's yeah, rapid yeah. reel shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Only for a year or so. <laughs> and uh, the dice of randomness landed on Indy. All right. Let's Se- start us off. Segway, speaking of monsters, mine is a um, retro-style game. Uh, update on an, a retro-style game. Now, if if we had, like, a, an a 2022 awards, I think this would have been Game of the Year. But we're talking about... Retro style game that came out last year called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it brings back all the, the great gameplay from the um, cl- from the uh, classic arcade Turtles games, but it's a, a brand new game uh, and well, a year old, but. But uh, but for you that is new. Yeah, that's new. <laughs> it's it's new for me. Uh, but, I got it for Christmas, and I, I was just thinking about it because I finally finished the game last night. It's a very short game, only 16, like 16 levels, but that's just how I roll these days. <laughs> I finally finished it last night, and I saw that they added some some new content, so you could buy like a couple new characters, and then there's like a new multiverse mode or something where survival mode where they enter all the different turtle multiverses or something that's all dlc as the kids say nowadays yeah (laughs) dlc you're so hip babe (laughs) so yeah check out that uh new turtles game oh and segue to the monster sinks they fight monsters in it there's bebop rocksteady and these crazy brain monsters and stuff so uh yeah Alright. Lots of fun fighting those monsters on, uh, I think the four of us are probably going to join a, uh, Turtles Sh- Shredder's Revenge session, uh, probably, uh, after this recording, and, and, uh, he'll be online and we'll be in the room. We'll, we'll play some, uh, Turtles later. I'll Donatella. I'll take any of them. <laughs> right. Well, well, since, since I beat the game, I unlocked Casey Jones, so I gotta go Casey Jones. Oh, nice. All right. I did Casey. Who would you be, Jer? Raphael. I Michelangelo. Nice. I feared someone would pick him, so I was like, you guys pick. Right. No, not, not since puberty. I'd, like, Michelangelo was my turtle, like, you know, until I was like 16, and I'm like, yeah. Then I went with the smart one. Huh, which is weird for your real life. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's because he has a bow, and that's the same weapon yeah. that Gambit uses, so... <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this new game. Gambit went down in Nerd Madness. <laughs> but now he's in Dice Throne Adventures, so... Yeah. Well, in a year when it comes out. Oh, hey, and uh, this new game, Shredder... I mean, not Shredder. That'd be ridiculous. <laughs> but fun. Um, Splinter and April are also an option, too. Oh. Nice. What would you do with April? She hits people with her microphone. Oh, well. that's pretty brutal. Tonk. <laughs> and kicks, of course. And she screams and runs away. All right. That comes to me. journalism. Fake news. Um, <laughs> all right, that comes to me. Uh, 
for my rapid road shot. Tonight we're going to go into the sports world. We're going to talk about the um, XFL and the USFL possibly merging. Uh, they they submitted a intent to merge, um, so lots of stuff has to still go into place. But uh, it looks like we are moving to one spring football league uh, with ten teams is what they're uh, rumored right now. Uh, we'll see what happens, but um, I think it's good. I think it's good for for the spring football leagues. They uh, not to be competing against each other. Build up one league that uh, these uh, guys that not quite ready for the NFL could come in and, and build up their skills to get uh, into the NFL. And um, But I really, really hope they keep most of the XFL style of play and being at actual home stadiums instead of home um, sites. Yeah. Um, so hopefully uh, we, get, uh, we get the XFL, more of the XFL than the USFL. Com- completely agree. Um, honestly, I-, I tried watching the USFL, and the lack of the crowd just uh, just didn't feel like you were watching a football game. Yeah. And so I really didn't catch many of the USFL games. Um, watched uh, almost all of the uh, XFL games, um, and uh, just I like the energy that th- that league brought, and I-, I think it's good for the players, as you were saying, to have. That way they have one set of rules that they're working with in order to showcase their talents where, you know, they're because they had differences in rules there. And so it's like you were in one league for like the first half of the season and then went to the other one. You know, it's hard to show exactly what you have going to the NFL. So I think this will be good for everybody. The one thing that I um, um, not really dislike, but um, it was nice having football pretty much year-round. Right. Like, the XFL ended, USFL started, they overlap a little bit, yeah. but then it went straight into, like, uh, mini camps and training camp right. and, and stuff like that for the NFL, so... But with 10 teams, they could probably extend it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and the uh, the team's six so far, they're saying six from the XFL, four from the USFL. Um, it's it's all the, the team's that have stadiums in the USFL, so I think it'll be it'll be much That's better. Cool. They'll draw Crowd some more crowds and, and stuff like that. So cool. Yeah. And only one Houston team is staying? Um I, yeah, I think I think uh um the USFL Houston team doesn't have a stadium. Oh okay. So and who knows if that if that team in the XFL stays. So right. but um but yeah, Las Vegas doesn't have a stadium anymore in the XFL. Yeah, so they're and probably going to be gone. So I heard that it may not happen for this season, that they may still have the same way that they did this this past uh, spring for this upcoming season, uh, just because time-wise it's so hard to put all that together. Yeah. But then the following year is when they're looking at pretty much going for it. Yeah, and it still has to go through a lot of channels to, legal to get to actually merge. Yeah. Federal so. Trade Commission to merge two yeah. companies and all that, yeah. All that fun stuff. So, um, but it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, uh, yeah, it make it sit more likely that they're, they're going to stick around with the merge and stuff. So yeah. I like it. <laughs> so I went looking for something about which teams were staying and which were going to go. And I found an article discussing the name of the new league. 
Because it sounds like right now they want to go with the uh, UFL, United Football League. But the guy that wrote the article was like, why would you want to go with that? XFL, USL are better. Or even UXFL, or my personal favorite, favorite SUXFL. Also, the uh, XFL, I mean, uh, the XFL uh, trademarked the, um, um, the one you just said, but the USFL trademarked the NSFL National Spring Football League. Right. Yeah, so it'll be it'll, interesting what comes of it, but yeah. yeah. It's early. All right, Jer, rapid real shot. All right. So Twitch has announced that it's going to let its creators stream across any live streaming service now. Used to be, and I mean simultaneously stream, used to be with Twitch, they tried to just keep you on Twitch, and you couldn't branch out. And if you wanted to stream across multiple platforms, um, you either couldn't, or you had to use something like StreamYard, which you go through StreamYard, which would broadcast from there to your various sites. Um, but, um, and, uh, Streamers from Twitch used to be able to go to TikTok and Instagram to, to simulstream, but now Twitch wants to broaden that and let them go just about everywhere. So, I don't know if this is the same, but like places like the Monterey Aquarium and the San Diego Zoo, they stream their live cams on Twitch, but they also stream them on their website. So wouldn't that be array streaming on multiple sites at the same time? In that case, the way I understand it, because the one site is their website and the other is Twitch, it's not a gotcha. competitive entity, so to speak. I gotcha. Um, Smart. But, but like if I'm on Twitch and I want to stream on YouTube as well or on Facebook, now I've entered a competitive entity. Yep, that makes sense. Cool. I think that'll and help. It's not so possible that they worked out a special deal in the contract for their websites. Right. I think that'll help a lot of the uh, content creators uh, just continue to get their name out, get their get their um, their business out there, get their you know faces out there. So I think it'll be good. Dave. All right. What is your rapid reel shot? So my rapid reel shot um, by popular demand. Indy asked, hey, what's going on in ballet nowadays? So, here is what's happening today in ballet. So, the, uh, the Colorado Ballet has about 36 days until they uh, open with the Nutcracker. Um, right now, you can actually catch them while they're doing uh, Swan Lake. And um, here this uh, month, they're actually celebrating 20 years with Dana Benton. Um, who was uh, born in uh, Canada, and she's been, she's been doing ballet since the age of three. Wow. I didn't do much of anything at three. I don't do any much of anything back when I was 43, <laughs> and even less now. Uh, but yeah, so um, for anybody uh, looking uh, to see what's going on in ballet, uh, definitely check out uh, Swan Lake uh, coming up, or that's... Um, or that's actually available now, and then uh, you're able to uh, get Nutcracker here in 36 days at Colorado.ballet. All right. Yes, we're, this is a little change of pace for you, for your subject, but you did a great job. Um, fascinating ballet news. Thank you. I talk and, about people in tights all the time. 
That is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe we should just check, change the category to people in tights. Right. Yeah. Right. I'd be superhero ballet and wrestling and Robin Hood and men in tights. Robin Hood, yeah, tight tights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I actually have seen Swan Lake, but it was a school field trip. Huh? I did not. <laughs> I have not seen it either. <laughs> so I you know, and I saw the Black Swan also. That was the movie. I saw parts of it. <laughs> I saw. <laughs> I've seen a little bit of the uh, the Nutcracker, but. Here pieces here and there, but I, not live. Right, I, right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that my nuts cracked, but I never saw the nutcracker. Too painful sure. to re- revisit <laughs> right. that experience, so you didn't go see it. Bring the tear <laughs> to my eye. But I remember, hey, I remember when you moved to, when you were working in the theater. Everyone was really excited to see the Nutcracker movie with Macaulay Culkin. I blocked that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I... Sorry, I, I kind I, of remember... We were both at the theater, so I'm like... Ah. <laughs> I, no, actually, I just recall a story of you saying, like, some mom dragging her kid, that her son that really didn't want to go oh, see yeah. it into it. That was every son, I think. <laughs> All right. But hey, <laughs> it's a great ballet, though. And, and look at how far Macaulay Culkin's came since then. Yep. <laughs> He's in that one thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, his brother's in stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and he, Macaulay, last I saw, he looked a lot healthier than he did there for a while. He did, did not look good there for a while, but I haven't seen him lately, though. <laughs> Macaulay, reach out to us. <laughs> at random shots. I kind of have a memory of seeing a clip of him at a wrestling show kind of recreating his Home Alone stunts in the wrestling ring or something. But maybe he was, I don't think he was actually wrestling, but he was like a special guest. On the, he may have been in the audience. Or maybe I just, maybe it was on the sidelines and I just made this up and I dreamt it. Good. Do you think it might be George Kittle? <laughs> he kind of looks like Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. It's Taylor Swift there. <laughs> That's Travis Kelsey. Oh, <laughs> different tight end. <laughs> your tight ends mixed together. <laughs> you usually are right on point with your tight ends. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was rapid real shots. And uh, now we will be. Conducting, conducting. We're conducting. We're We're conducting. That's what they do at the ballet, you know, for the orchestra. Yeah. Stop asking me about it. I've never seen it. I don't know. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, we just finished with our rapid roll shot. We are now going to be reaching up to the top shelf, pulling down our top three monsters of all time. Top three monsters! Watch out for those monsters! Oh yeah! Roar. All right. So the for the uh, top shelf, it actually landed on me this evening for to go first. Uh, so um, just some background. I don't really like scary movies, monster movies. Not a huge fan. So I'm going to take a different approach to uh, my top three monsters tonight. And uh, the first one, I'm going to go to uh, um, Monsters, Inc. And I am going to uh, go with uh, character George Sanderson. 
For those of you that you don't know, he's the one that keeps getting the sock stuck on his back and uh, having the 2319s over and over again <laughs> until finally he rips the sock off and stuffs it down the other monster's mouth that's about to report him again. Uh, yeah, that's my that's my number three. He deals with a lot of crap. I, I, yeah. I, I dig that. I don't yeah. like the fact that you, you're giving George uh, Sanderson here some love. Give him some props. <laughs> Absolutely. I always felt bad for that guy. <laughs> Alright, much love to George. <laughs> Alright, Jerry, what's your number three? Alright. Not all monsters look like monsters. Some monsters could have the appearance of a loving father or a uh, talented author, um, a loving husband. So for my number three, I went with a uh, monster that uh, made his debut in Colorado at uh, one of the most famous hotels in the world, at the uh, Stanley up in Estes Park, my number three is Jack Torrance. All right. All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. That's correct. <laughs> All right. Here's Johnny. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shiny. Right room. Right room. <laughs> that was the kid. Right? <laughs> that was the kid. He was a monster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, good choice. He's yeah. definitely he's definitely a, a monster. Yeah, and have any of you been to the Stanley Hotel? Us being in the uh, in the basic facility vicinity of that. So, going back to what I said just a couple minutes ago, mm-hmm. I don't like horror and scary things. Uh huh. Oh hell no. Okay. No, never been there. Okay. I. <laughs> Probably will not be. Nope, I have not been there either. Not only have I been there, but I went on the ghost tour. Right. Did you yeah. stay? Did you stay the night there? No, no. We just, we just, uh, we just went on the tour, and the uh, the uh, our tour guide was quite a character. She, I think, she really believed all this stuff, and she like even tried to like do some sort of seance or something. But you know. I, <laughs> Some people seem to think that they found something, but I, I didn't see anything. But, <laughs> but uh, it was a good time. Good. <laughs> it was a good time That's... hearing all the ghost stories and having this crazy character. And everybody doing yes. the seance, and you go, I see stupid people. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking that. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. So when Astrid and Agenia were here in 2017 for my birthday, we actually made a day trip up there. We had lunch at Estes Park. We had drinks at the, the Stanley. We didn't do the tour because we were we were we wanted to explore other stuff while we were up there. But we actually did go hang out at the hotel for a little bit. Nice, yeah, fun. Two out of four of us. Yeah, seems to happen a lot. Fifty percent. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A great film, Shining, and character. Well, I haven't really read the book, but I'm sure it's a scary character in there too. All right. And um, I said that I don't like scary things, but I've seen most of that movie, if not all of that movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen all of it. I've, I've seen parts of it and stuff, but I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, why are they chasing olive oil? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff right there. <laughs> all right. Rowdy, what's your number three? So my number three... Um, 
is a monster, but he's a good guy for the most part. Um, it is a um, he is a one of the first superhero movies I remember seeing, other than Superman. I saw Superman first, uh, but um, Swamp Thing. So from back in the day, and uh, they recently, uh, more recently, uh, they uh, canceled the TV show, but uh, that <laughs> didn't last the season. Uh, actually, I think they did finish the one season, but uh, when I heard it was canceled, I didn't bother watching after the second episode. Um, but uh, Swamp Thing, um, just the the look of him and everything with with the the, the green and the moss and the the veins and the the like roots and everything that's over. I always thought thought was very cool. Um, there's a scene that has always stuck in my mind where. Um, spoiler alert for this 1982 movie. <laughs> um, Thing gets his arm cut off at one point, and uh, he, uh, he's in this prison cell, or basement or something, and um, he, uh, I forgot who, who it is, like, talks him into still fighting. I think it's the girl that he's supposed to be saving. But she talks him into, you know, still fighting and everything, and there's a little stream of sunlight that's coming in through the window. And so he he puts the nub up towards that sun sunlight, and of course you know as plants do they grow towards the sun. So that like that nub starts like growing this little <laughs> this little plant all the way up until it becomes an entire arm. And that scene has always stuck with me and everything. And uh, um, so it's just one of those crazy things. So number three is Swamp Thing. Nice. Yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, I've seen that movie too. I think that's a uh, Wes Craven. Yes, yeah, yes, that was right. Wes Craven before I knew who Wes Craven was. All right, and, and interesting. Uh, yeah, he directed that, and it's also based on a comic. I have like yep. a reprint of it. It's called like House of. Well, the, the first appearance of Swamp Thing was in House of Secrets or something. Oh. Then he came out with his own thing, but I have a, like a reprint. I don't know, I'm not going to spend the money on like the real. The real version, but right. I, I buy reprints of first issues like that, and that's, yeah, that's cool. Very cool. I like the pick. Yeah. Right. And I could see why that scene would be so memorable. That's a scene, yeah. Right. It's it's like especially, a as, scene. especially as, like, a seven-year-old kid. I mean, it's like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, it was just amazing. And, and then, of course, my dumbass, you know, whenever uh, we're in school, years and years later, and they're telling us about, you know, how how plants work to reach towards sunlight and everything. I'm like, just like Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. And everybody just stared at me. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> there was also a sequel to that Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing 2, which was absolutely horrible. Uh, I don't remember ever finishing watching it. I know I started it. Had Heather Locklear in it. I was okay with that. But the rest of it, I'm like, this is just absolutely terrible. Oh, I remember the previews for that. I never saw that one, though. Right, yeah. I just saw the original. <laughs> I remember the artwork in the back of the comic books and stuff. Because mm-hmm. Around that time, I was trying to collect comics, and and they'd advertise the movies on, on the back page of the comics, and, and they had a poster for the Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing 2. And I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Moving on. All right. All right. Now, we'll, we'll probably... Uh, going to move into the more horror direction, but I just think this is such a cool monster in a non-horror that I've got to I've gotta put it on the list. We're talking about a creature from Return of the Jedi. We're talking uh, a pet of Jabba the Hutt. We're talking Rancor. 
It's a really <laughs> cool model. I can't tell if it's stop motion or a guy in a suit or a combination of them all. Not sure how they did this effect, but it's really cool looking. For back then, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and, not, I'm not sure either. Yeah, but uh, uh, I think he, he eats a, one of the guards or something. That's yeah. really cool. Rips it, <laughs> rips him too, yeah. takes a bite out of it. Uh, and then, of course, our heroes get defeat this monster. But uh, hero. It's hero. He did it by himself. <laughs> it's true. Our hero. We're talking, we're talking Luke, for people. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, but... Uh, I just always remember that creature from my childhood, and today that's the, one of the first things that comes to mind when I think of a monster, is the Rancor. And uh, he made a, a Rancor, uh, not obviously not the same one, but made an appearance on The, the Mandalorian right. Season 2? Oh no. No, I no, no, Book uh, of Fett. Yep, Book of And really the way they... Well, no, because that would have been after... Yeah, so it wouldn't have been the same one. Nope. Whenever I first saw it, I thought they were like doing a backstory on um, the Rancor about. You're <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not watching oh, this no, not backstory. Both <laughs> the book of Boba Fett had a lot of backstory to it, but <laughs> for a couple of episodes, I really struggled with. But uh, but yes, my favorite scene from that and is actually the the scene that stuck with me as far as. Rancor was one the bone in his mouth where Luke shoves the bone in there uh-huh. and he can't close his mouth. I'm like, that's cool. That's that's a that's thinking, right? <laughs> and then whenever the the gate falls on his head, and I'm like, that that, that was cool that he, he was able to beat that, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, again, as a uh, you know seven eight year old kid, it was amazing. But the very next scene. Is very sad when you see the Rancor handler right falling. You know? Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, all right. Poor guy. <laughs> that comes back to me. We are right. now down to number two. We're spinning on down to a monstrous number two. But we are locked in. And speaking of locked in, I'm gonna go with my number two, which is. Um, going to Phineas and Ferb, going with uh, Nosy, the uh, sea dragon uh, in uh, in Lake Nose. Of course, a a uh, a takeoff of a different monster that we won't go into just in case it's on someone else's list. <laughs> but uh, Nosy the sea dragon. You know, I don't remember that one. I don't remember Nosy. Now. I've yeah. seen a lot of the Phineas Purbs. I thought I saw all of them, but maybe not. Now, was Nosy a friendly sea dragon or a villain sea dragon? Nosy is misunderstood. Okay. <laughs> Nosy is misunderstood. They figure out um, that uh, um, Nosy is only um, mean uh, if you try to get a picture of Nosy. Yeah. The, the flash scares them? Yes, exactly. Maybe I did say it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the... I'm pretty sure it was the episode... And I might be combining episodes. I was going to say the episode where they... Where uh, Buford uh, loses his goldfish. Uh, but yeah, that's my number two. All right. Always happy to see something from Phineas and Ferb on there. Jerry, take it away. So my number two... Technically isn't a monster, but it's considered one. I've always said that... I want a big dog. 
I want a dog the size of a horse, a mastiff is the dog I want. But what if I could have one with three heads? I'm talking Cerberus, who is such a good boy. <laughs> That's my number two. It is a, it's the dog from uh, Greek mythology, okay. also known as the Hound of Hades. Right. right. Which is also uh, the new fusion design in, in Supercard. The first thing I thought of was Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. So I thought, was that, was its name Cerberus? No, that's the name of the creature, and it had a different name in that. But, he uh, he uh, was in Disney's Hercules, too, wasn't he? I believe so, yeah. That, that's likely, yeah, being a Greek mythology. But with that, when they cut its head off, didn't he grow, like, two more? I thought he was almost like... You're thinking of the Hydra. You're thinking of the Hydra, yeah. Right, but I, did he fight both of them in Hercules? I think he knocked out Cerberus, but Hydra's the one he kept chopping the heads off. Oh, okay, okay. And Blocktee's like, enough with the head chopping thing. Excellent pick. Moving to Rowdy for number two. All right, and uh, so my number two is actually sticking with Wes Craven. Hmm. Um, my all-time favorite uh, horror movie villain is, uh, and really a hero in, uh, in, in Freddy vs. Jason. I think he was the hero, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> may just be my take. But, uh, Freddy Krueger is, uh, my, uh, my number two. Um, just, uh, enjoy the movies, um, most of the movies. Not all the movies, but most of them. Um, the humor mixed with the gore and mixed with the, the jump scares and everything. Uh, Freddy Krueger is my number two. Solid. Yeah, that's great. I, I've seen like four of them. I saw the original. I saw part three, the Dream Warriors. I saw the new Nightmare. And I saw Freddy vs. Jason. Enjoyed them all very much. I have seen them all. All right. <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. What's Craven's New Nightmare is actually my favorite. Um, just the whole concept was, of... Yeah. Pulling into reality and, like, the actors all playing themselves. I, I just, I thought that was cool. Yeah, that was such a cool idea. I checked that one out, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I have not watched the new Freddy Krueger, but yeah. I watched all the Robert England ones. The, the new one with, um, uh, what's um, his name, Haley. Is that Haley? Uh, I just remember like Joel Osment. No, <laughs> not, that. <laughs> well, that, not that Haley. No, it's the one that uh, Bad News Bears guy. Yeah, and the pumpkin Bad News Bears, like back in like the seventies. Oh yeah, um, yep. But um, oh, and gosh. apologies to him for not knowing his name. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought it was good. It wasn't. It wasn't built to be humorous, and and the Freddy Krueger that we we know and. And love in some cases, but uh, but I thought it was still a decent movie. It wasn't terrible. Um, it just wasn't the same. And so, if you go into it comparing them, then it, it wasn't good. If you let it stand on its own, it's okay. It's decent. Um, I've seen one Freddy Krueger movie. Um, I'm on Elm Street, if you will. Um, oh, the one? The first one? one? No, not, oh, not the first one. No, I think it was four. Um, what's the one where he rams one of the kids' TV uh, heads into the TV and says, "Welcome to prime time"? I think that's 
Three. Yeah, because yeah. 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 I've seen yes. that. Dream Warriors. Yeah. Dream Warriors. Yep, yeah, that's the one I saw. Uh-huh. And I actually that one was the best. I think I actually went as Freddy Krueger one year for Halloween. Right. In 1988. Did you scare yourself the entire time? The whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you looked down. Ah, like, <laughs> and I watched my man. Like, oh shit! Oh, we just Right on. Right on. All right. Your number two. Right? All right. My number two pick is not is a horror movie pick, but it's not from a particular horror movie. Because I couldn't, like, think of one of this, one particular one of this creature. It's just the creature in general. And for my number two pick, I'm going with zombies in general. So it all started out with, uh, with the director, with George A. Romero. He started right. out with Night of the Living Dead, which I've seen, and uh, that's a great flick. And he also did the follow-up, Dawn of the Dead, the one that takes place in the mall, which is a great location, and all the zombies roaming around the mall, and all the heroes have to fight the zombies in the mall. That's a great movie, too. But, uh, you know, it just spawned a whole new a whole new genre of, of uh, horror film. And, uh, yeah, there's been so, so many great ones, like those two, and there's been some funny ones, like Shaun of the Dead, and... Uh, and what's the other one that's really fun? oh Zombieland and its sequel uh, Zombieland those, are, like those are great too so um, yeah there's there's countless others but I'm drawing a blank on them but uh, but I just gotta go zombie because that's just such a fun concept the you know the slow creature you know going after you and there's a lot of them and everybody has to fight them and uh, often they're after your brains. Often the only way to kill them is is for them to take a shot in the head. So it, it's a lot of fun. So I gotta go zombies. Solid pick. Yep. All right. Good yeah. pick. And uh, uh, and with that, I, I like uh, you know, some of the variations on zombies that they've done. Where especially now, it's like they have uh, several things where it's more about a virus than necessarily being dead and and coming out of the ground here. You're uh, inflicted with a virus, which basically just shuts your brain off and, and makes you a zombie. And uh, you're still, you know, same concept as far as they're just kind of roaming around looking for things. But um, the uh, the Last of Us is a good a good show for that. But all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are reaching up to the top shelf. We are pulling down our top three favorite monsters of all time, and we are now going to top shelf number one monsters. Watch out for those monsters. Oh, yeah. They'll chew you up. (laughs) (laughs) Apologies for the Hall of Notes episode. (laughs) (laughs) I I hope we don't do a Hall of Notes episode. I don't know any of their stuff. (laughs) Seriously? I know that one. Top top shelf members of Hall of Notes. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Number three is going to be tough. (laughs) Barry Goldberg from an episode of uh, Goldberg where he went as uh, one of them. (laughs) Um, There's a phone number that you could call to listen to Hall of songs. Really? Yes. Oh, we darned. That that number is called Call of Notes. The phone number is 719-266-2837. That's 719 719 <laughs> 26 oats, and you can call it, and they will play a hollow note song when you call. 
All right. I hope when I call it Sarah Smile or Rich Girl, those are my favorite. Uh, I don't think they have any songs about monsters, though, or else I'd mention it. So, that's right. We are now on our number ones, and uh, kind of uh, segue from your pick to my pick, uh, my favorite zombies are from Gravity Falls, which where my next pick come from. Uh-huh. And in Gravity Falls, the only way to kill the zombies on that show was a perfect three-part harmony. So... So, so Mipper, Dipper, Mabel, and uh, Stan are up on the uh, the roof of the of the of the shag, singing a, a karaoke song that Mabel picked out. Solid Mabel? episode. No, 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 that would have been was, so uh, perfect if yeah. it was. <laughs> it was a made up song, oh, a okay. very catchy number. All right. So uh, as I uh, teased, we're going to Gravity Falls universe, and uh, my number one pick. Uh, is the Summerween Trickster. He is a um, a creature that, if you are not in the Summerween spirit, will come and eat children. Oh, yeah, that's He'll, yeah pleasant. And so Dipper's not in the Summerween spirit, so he comes to the door, and uh, they um, they convince him not to to take Dipper, but he has to collect five hundred pieces of candy uh, before the last Jacko Melon. They're watermelons that they carve in summer because it's it's summerween, not right. Halloween. And before the last one's blown out, and um, yeah, it's just a fun episode. Turns out that uh, spoiler alert, he's uh, made up of all the the bad candy that pe- all the kids throw away in in Gravity Falls. So like right. candy corn and the the little weird candies that are they're like black and they are in like this the, oh the black the white and paper yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the wax uh, <laughs> bottles that had, like, a little bit of juice in there that you had to, like, bite the top of the wax off in order to drink. That was okay. the worst. So That's a whole other episode. I, I love those. <laughs> Not only did I, I get those I mean, Yeah, the they were good for some people. I would, <laughs> I would chew the wax afterwards so I'd make sure that I got all the juice out of them. Yeah, you didn't eat the kept, wax though. Did not eat the wax. Right. Just chewed it. <laughs> chewed it, threw it out. Did not eat the wax. Paint chips as a kid. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> um, I was all right with those. They were okay every once in a while. <laughs> but as a kid, I wouldn't eat them now. <laughs> so when you guys all go out for Summerween next year, make sure you don't throw out the the bad candy because it might uh, spawn into the Summerween trickster. Yeah, I haven't thrown out candy and <laughs> that's kind of a lot of issues actually that I haven't. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a fan of that show, but I didn't see every episode. The kids would often watch it while he's like at work or something. So uh yeah, I I gotta go back and watch the whole series so I can check catch the Summerween Trickster episode. Sounds great. I would highly recommend. Jerry? Take us to number one town. My number one. They say beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But if this creature is looking at me, I have no thought in my head about whether there's any beauty on my end or not. Because if this creature is looking at me, it's planned to kill me. And that creature is from D&D. It is called a beholder. Hmm. I thought you were going Medusa. Uh, I was right there with you until you said D&D. I'm like, oh, never mind. All right. I like the Beholder better. 
Okay, that's cool because I think that was that Medusa made my villains list. Right. So, so there's not this way. There's not crossover. So, all right. <laughs> and if I knew what the beholder was, I would be right there talking about it with you. But I have no idea. But I'm sure it's a excellent pick. So, beholder is. Uh, let's start off by uh, putting a blue ball with an eye right in the center of it. Big sharp teeth and a mouth, and tentacles coming off of it that each have an eyeball in it. And each one of those eyeballs has a different weapon. That is a beholder. Sounds uh, terrifying. I gotta. We'll we'll all check out the pictures of the beholder and and what and when we play D and D later, you know, we'll we'll try and incorporate whoever the dungeon master is. We'll try and incorporate the beholder into that story. Yeah. So sounds and fun. D and D turtles crossover. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm going to sit this one out. I'm going to shoot him in the leg. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Rowdy? All right. What's your number one? So, uh, my the my favorite, are, my number one is uh, the two-headed monster from Sesame Street who taught me every word that I've ever known in my life. Probably not, but um, is Horn and Hard Art uh, from Sesame Street. Nice. They, they barely eked out the uh, the ones that uh, would like the ringing phone, the not 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 or whatever. Just eat some. Yeah, there you go. Nope, 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 nope. I dig those guys too, but uh, but horn and hard art again. They were educational. They taught me words. All right. Very good. Great pick. You just brought back two core memories from the childhood. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. There's a lot of backstory for me to say tonight. Right? Like all three of my yeah. picks. Backstory galore. Galore. All right. Uh, you're softening up the backstory. All right. Now. Now it's my turn. Saving the best for last, of course. Of course. Because I'm the best. Not, my, not necessarily the pick is the best, but I am. Yes. Don't you all agree? We 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. All right. But anyway... Um, this is, a this is a film, this, this creature is from a film that, uh, that somehow bypassed me. It came out in the 80s, and I missed it. But, last year, it showed up on a certain television show that plays on Friday night. Spengoolie! Oh, I mean, Saturday night. Every Saturday night, Spengoolie plays a movie and tells, gives you all the facts. And uh, about the movie, and does a lot of funny skits, and he plays a lot of uh, cartoon clip. Not he doesn't play cartoons, but he plays cartoon sound effects and cartoon voices like Animaniacs and Beavis and Butthead and stuff. So it's a lot of fun. It's a good. uh, But uh, but last year, and actually, I think they replayed it uh, a couple weeks ago. He played a little film called Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And it was such a great experience. I gotta make it my number one. So somehow these clowns came down from the sky, and I don't know why they manifested into these ugly, oversized clown creatures, but uh, they did. And they uh, they had some fun gimmicky stuff, like I don't like I think like they captured people and they put them into like. Uh, um, 
cocoons made of cotton candy and they would shoot out like popcorn the popcorn would turn to parasites or something <laughs> lots of fun circus themed stuff and there's a big great finale that takes place at a carnival uh, where a giant um, where, where the heroes have to fight a giant clown killer clown from outer space at the end so all in all a great time uh, you know, I think they're trying, the, the makers of this have been trying to make this a franchise, but hasn't quite worked out. They never quite made, got the money together to, to make that sequel, but maybe someday, even though it's been like 40 years. <laughs> I did hear that there's a, there's a video game out there, so maybe we can, right. we'll, after this episode, we can all download that and <laughs> yeah, we'll play, play that a session too. of Killer Clowns video games. So, so that's the pick. Like it? Right. Yeah, nice. Right. Very good. I've never seen the movie, surprisingly. I, I dig the concept. Right. Yeah. I've seen, yeah, clips and trailers and stuff like that. And same. I remember the box art. And uh, whenever I worked at Blockbuster, they had it on VHS there. But uh, it was always rented, too. I mean, the box was... It, in fact, we may not have even had the movie. <laughs> Somebody may have hijacked it and never brought it back. I don't know. But we had the box there sitting there forever. So. Yep. So, yeah, it was good times. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, but it, it was a lot of fun. Nice. Jerry, I think I think I remember hearing you're fond of this film. Am I correct in that? I love Killer Clowns. I had next up Scared of Clowns, and so I was like, I love this movie. Let's watch it together, and that didn't go well. And, yeah, yeah, I do apologize to the audience for not not having time to research some really super crazy stuff. <laughs> for my picks, but we're just excited you've seen your stuff. Yeah, I've seen it all. <laughs> all right. If I would have picked stuff in the in like the horror genre, uh, I would have been gimmick infringing on on indies. As well. <laughs> so right. that's why I went with the an, animated uh, okay. uh, uh, right. route. Yeah, you know? sure. Right. <laughs> no gimmick infringement around here. That's right. That's right. Right. Fun times. All right. Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. All right. All right. Uh, I'll go first on that. Uh, Godzilla. Uh, yeah. Was, uh, was very close on my list. Um, actually had a uh, old trainer um, and, uh, and part-time rival in wrestling. Um, Who trained Godzilla? Uh, he, he was Godzilla, quite frankly. Oh. Uh, Super Destroyer. Um, huge Godzilla fan. Um, everything like mm-hmm. you go into his house, he just like had like Godzilla's little statues everywhere of Godzilla's and mm-hmm. everything. And and after the uh, Matthew Broderick Godzilla, I'm like I'm never going to watch a Godzilla thing again. But after meeting uh, Super Destroyer and seeing how much how passionate he was about the you know the the old school yeah. Godzilla and everything. The- the, it's, and, it's uh, not the same if right. it's not a guy in a suit. It's just right. not the same. Yeah, so. <laughs> and uh, so, so I started watching some Godzilla stuff again, and uh, uh, been enjoying it. But uh, but yeah, that, that was my honorable mention. That uh, yeah. was very close to being in, uh, yeah. on my list. I definitely I think that was a villain pick for me too, and it's great. And uh, oh, and if you watch Pluto TV, there's a. Godzilla channels, so Godzilla twenty four seven movies. Every once in a while, I, I I put on one of those and watch some random kaiju, as they say yeah. in Japan, <laughs> kaiju movies. <laughs> right, nice. right. Um, another honorable mention from the uh, universe of Sesame Street, Grover. Absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean his. Uh, I, he almost made my top three. Uh, 
I wanted to go more of the animated route, but uh, um, well, Super Grover. Yeah, Super Grover. I had a Super Grover book, but the um, uh, the other book that I had of Grover was uh, him saying like, "Don't train the page." At the end of this book, there's a oh, monster. Oh, I had that yeah, book too. Yeah. I had that book too. And, uh, All right. and then it's him at the end of the, end of the book. I'm like, well, that's a, a perfect monster. Oh, right. you know, yep. you know. I like the Grover too. Hey. I was Super Grover for Halloween. What's one of those? Nice. Plastic right. mask, you know, the plastic. Right. They, they gave you the mask with the plastic with the, with the suit. rubber band yeah. in the back of it. Yeah. Um, All right. One of the, uh, whenever we first became friends um, you, and you were staying the night, you cracked up Laura um, with doing the near and far thing. <laughs> and uh, I just remember her, like, she just giggled for like an hour. I mean, just watching you. And, and like, the more she did it, the more she laughed, the more you did it. And so it, like, just kept going. And then, like, after an hour, I'm like, can we please go back to games? <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a fun, fun thing to do. Because okay. sometimes you're near. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Shout out to Frank Oz <laughs> for creating that character, too. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I put that, I jotted down some stuff. I jotted down, like, Audrey 2 from The Little Shop of Horrors is a cool villain. Mm, uh, yes. And uh, the uh, Xenomorph, the alien from Alien from the Alien franchise is a cool, cool monster. When I was looking up monsters uh-huh. and stuff, Xenomorph came up, like, number one monster of all yeah. time in a lot of different searches and stuff. And it's uh-huh. like, I, I'm like, I, I've seen Alien, maybe Aliens. I don't, uh-huh. I've only seen one of the two. Oh. Um, but I don't remember which one. I wasn't overly impressed with it. I, I, it, was, it wasn't my thing. And uh, so I never bothered to see any of the other ones that... Uh, I've come across, but uh, but yeah, that that one actually came up on a lot of searches that I was looking at. I saw aliens in the theater. I've seen a lot more scary things than I I thought I had. Right? <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't like them. Maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, aliens is, kind of moves more of the action area. Yeah. The first fight. one's scarier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they're both cool. Gary. Um, oh yeah. You got any honorable? Um, I was gonna say Audrey, but. Uh, you also have uh, Krampus. Yes. You have dragons. I do want to throw one more up. The Changeling. I, I remember the box for the movie, but I don't remember the movie itself. I, I know I never saw it. What is the Changeling? Well, in this case, it is a um, human-like creature found throughout Europe that has been left in the place of a human, typically a child, that was stolen by fairies. <clears throat> I don't think the changeling in the movie was quite the same thing. Oh, okay. Oh, and I just remembered uh, the, the gra- what they refer to as the graboids of the Tremors. Uh, was was a fun, bad fun monster, too. So, check out Tremors, people. Tremors? Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw the first Under, one. Yeah, yeah. The one with Kevin Bacon. It's an underground creature that was uh, pops out of the ground and eats, you know, grabs them with their teeth. Or their teeth, or they yeah. have like little 
tentacles. They're not really tentacles, but they're like tentacles, and right. they grab people and eat them and stuff. Like their tongue like wraps around them. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, one that always reminded me of the sandworms from Beetlejuice. <laughs> And two, didn't that also have uh, the dad from Family Ties? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And Reba Reba. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times. Um, I had one other honorable mention. Uh, Vecna. Um, he's the bad guy from uh, um, Stranger Things here this last uh, last season and this upcoming season, from my understanding. Uh, very creepy dude. Uh, just the the makeup job is amazing. The uh, just a look of him and just uh, mm-hmm. very very evil. Yeah, I don't, it's, I don't it's, it's very Freddy Krueger esque because yeah. he, I believe he kills people in their dreams too. I, I can't remember. Well, I've seen. Uh, it, he, he kills them in their in the negative world. Yeah, or in the, oh yeah, in the upside down. Is that what they call it? Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Yes, the upside right. down. And my last honorable mention would be uh, Marshmallow from Frozen, the the ice creature that Elsa makes to right. defend the castle. And Stay Puft Marshmallow now that you Stay mentioned. Stay Puft Marshmallow, man. We have to mention Vigo. <laughs> Forgot about Vigo, the master of evil. Try to battle my boys? That's not legal. <laughs> I do like Vigo. <laughs> One last bit of business. I think we didn't say anything bad this time. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so, so, so sorry. So very sorry. All right. So, on the apology list tonight, we have Hall Notes. Uh, we have uh, the guy from Bad News Bears, which I looked up his name. It's Kelly Leak. That's his character. Oh, is that the character? character name? Sorry oh. again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not it. It's Jackie <laughs> Earl Haley. That's, there you go. The I knew Haley was in there. Yes. <laughs> Why would they? Oh, his last name was Haley. Okay. <laughs> Why would they? Put this? <laughs> I'm like, well, that's close to Haley. It's it's got to be it. <laughs> All right. Well, we're doubly sorry. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley, who played Kelly Leak, and was in the and Freddy uh, Krueger. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts for joining us today. Um, tweet at us uh, what your uh, top three monsters would be. Comment on ours and let us know who we missed. And hope you enjoyed our show. Now we're going to go off. We're going to go off and go do the monster mash. It's a graveyard smash, by the way. It'll it'll catch on in a flash. My coffin playing goth and death rock mp3s all night bats and werewolves nagging me to take them out for drinks because it helps them feel alive or something I meet long neck girls at clubs but they say bite me that sounds good to me Cause I'm not creepy I'm just a little undead I know my lips are stained red My fangs are too But just ignore that please It's only gum disease I'm not ghostly I'm just reflection impaired I know right now you look scared But pounce some red
me We should break into the best buy I could Drink some plasma screen TVs And I know I know I've got a substance problem I keep robbing blood banks But I've got to clear my cobwebs with a shot All three Self-control is hard, I'm only 19 centuries old But I'm not hasty, I'm just a little undead I know worms live in my head And at the beach I have to rub on me SPF infinity I'm not spooky, I'm just existence in bed I know you'd like your next band I'm sorry, babe, because you date with me Last eternally I've been craving salty snacks Listen, all you chicks with saline Come to my old night buffet Steaks bloody as can be But don't drive one through me I'm not eerie I'm just living in pain I know I'm your worst nightmare But all the cool Transylvanians see That no one sucks like me Yeah, no one sucks like me No one sucks like me I'm just a little undead No one sucks like me